What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The dog cart just to show what I would do. And that with all this, I could not find the least little word to say to him. Harold was less taciturn. With shrill voice uplifted in solemn chant, he sang the great spheral circus song, and the undying glory of the ring. Of its timeless beginning he sang, of its fashioning by cosmic forces, and of its harmony with the stellar plan. Of horses he sang, of their strength, their swiftness, and their docility as to tricks. Of clowns, again, of the glory of knavery, and of the eternal type that shall endure. Lastly, he sang of her, the woman of the ring, flawless, complete, untrammeled in each subtly curving limb, earth's highest output, time's noblest expression. At least, he doubtless sang all these things and more. He certainly seemed to, though all that was distinguishable was, "'We're going to the circus!' And then, once more, "'We're going to the circus!' The sweet, rhythmic phrase repeated again and again. But, indeed, I cannot be quite sure, for I heard confusedly, as in a dream. Wings of fire sprang from the old mare's shoulders, we whirled on our way through purple clouds, and earth and the rattle of wheels were far away below. The dream and the dizziness were still in my head when I found myself, scarce conscious of intermediate steps, seated actually in the circus at last, and took in the first sniff of that intoxicating circus smell that will stay by me while this clay endures. The place was beset by a hum and a glitter and a mist. Suspense brooded large o'er the blank, mysterious arena. Strung up to the highest pitch of expectation, we knew not from what quarter, in what divine shape, the first surprise would come. A thud of unseen hoofs first set us a-quiver, then a crash of cymbals, a jangle of bells, a hoarse applauding roar, and Coralie was in the midst of us, whirling past twixt earth and sky, now erect, flushed, radiant, now crouched to the flowing mane, 
swung and tossed and moulded by the maddening dance-music of the band. The mighty whip of the count in the frock-coat marked time with pistol-shots. His war-cry, whooping clear above the music, fired the blood with a passion for splendid deeds, as Coralie, laughing, exultant, crashed through the paper-hoops. We gripped the red cloth in front of us, and our souls sped round and round with Coralie, leaping with her, prone with her, swung by mane or tail with her. It was not only the ravishment of her delirious feats, nor her cream-coloured horse of fairy breed, long-tailed, row-footed, an enchanted prince, surely, if ever there was one. It was her more than mortal beauty, displayed, too, under conditions never vouchsafed to us before, that held us spellbound. What princess had arms so dazzlingly white, or went delicately clothed in such pink and spangles? Hitherto we had known the outward woman as but a drab thing, hourglass-shaped, nearly legless, bunched here, constricted there, slow of movement, and given to deprecating lusty action of limb. Here was a revelation. From henceforth our imaginations would have to be revised and corrected up to date. In one of those swift rushes the mind makes in high-strung moments, I saw myself and Coralie, close enfolded, pacing the world together, o'er hill and plain, through storied cities, past rows of applauding relations, I in my Sunday knickerbockers, she in her pink and spangles. Summers sicken, flowers fail and die, all beauty but rides round the ring and out at the portal. Even so Coralie passed in her turn, poised sideways, panting on her steed, lightly swayed as a tulip-bloom, bowing on this side and on that as she disappeared. And with her went my heart and my soul, and all the light and the glory and the entrancement of the scene. Harold woke up with a gasp. "'Wasn't she beautiful?' he said, in quite a subdued way for him. I felt a momentary pang. We had been friendly rivals before, in many an exploit, but here was altogether a more serious affair. Was this, then, to be the beginning of strife and coldness, of civil war on the hearthstone, and the sundering of old ties? Then I recollected the true position of things, and felt very sorry for Harold for it was inexorably written that he would have to give way to me, since I was the elder. Rules were not made for nothing in a sensibly constructed universe. There was little more to wait for now Coralie had gone, yet I lingered still on the chance of her appearing again. Next moment the clown tripped up and fell flat with magnificent artifice, and at once fresh emotions began to stir. Love had endured its little hour, and stern ambition now asserted itself. Oh, to be a splendid fellow like this, self-contained, ready of speech, 
agile beyond conception, braving the forces of society, his hand against everyone, yet always getting the best of it. What freshness of humour! What courtesy to dames! What triumphant ability to discomfit rivals, frock-coated and moustached though they might be! And what a grand, self-confident straddle of the legs! Who could desire a finer career than to go through life thus gorgeously equipped? Success was his keynote, adroitness his panoply, and the mellow music of laughter his instant reward. Even Coralie's image wavered and receded. I would come back to her in the evening, of course, but I would be a clown all the working hours of the day. The short interval was ended. The band, with long-drawn chords, sounded a prelude touched with significance, and the program, in letters overtopping their fellows, proclaimed Zephyrine, the bride of the desert, in her unequalled bareback equestrian interlude. So sated was I already with beauty and with wit, that I hardly dared hope for a fresh emotion. Yet her title was tinged with romance, and Coralie's display had aroused in me an interest in her sex, which even herself had failed to satisfy entirely. Brayed in by trumpets, Zephyrine swung passionately into the arena. With a bound she stood erect, one foot upon each of her supple, plunging Arabs. And at once I knew that my fate was sealed, my chapter closed, and the bride of the desert was the one bride for me. Black was her raiment, great silver stars shone through it, caught in the dusky twilight of her gauze. Black as her own hair were the two mighty steeds she bestrode. In a tempest they thundered by, in a whirlwind, a sirocco of tan. Her cheeks bore the kiss of an eastern sun, and the sandstorms of her native desert were her satellites. What was Coralie, with her pink silk, her golden hair and slender limbs, beside this magnificent, full-figured Cleopatra? In a twinkling we were scouring the desert, she and I and the two coal-black horses. Side by side, keeping pace in our swinging gallop, we distanced the ostrich, we outstrode the zebra, and, as we went, it seemed the wilderness blossomed like the rose. I know not rightly how we got home that evening. On the road there were everywhere strange presences, and the thud of phantom hoofs encircled us. In my nose was the pungent circus smell. The crack of the whip and the frank laugh of the clown were in my ears. The funny man thoughtfully abstained from conversation, and left our illusion quite alone, sparing us all jarring criticism and analysis, and he gave me no chance, when he deposited us at our gate, to get rid of the clumsy expressions of gratitude I had been laboriously framing. For the rest of the evening, distraught and silent, I only heard the march music of the band playing on in some corner of my brain. 
when at last my head touched the pillow, in a trice I was with Zephyrine riding the boundless Sahara, cheek to cheek, the world well lost. While at times, through the sand clouds that encircled us, glimmered the eyes of Coralie, touched, one fancied, with something of a tender reproach. End of The Magic Ring from Dream Days by Kenneth Graham Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.